everybody it's jenny and nicole and it's tuesday uh God, i do this every time and i remark about it anyway i'm just gonna roll with just it it's tuesday going. december 10th this friday is friday the 13th which was it yesterday we realized that when we were looking at the, like, yeah. oh it is friday the 13th so you can get a tattoo for 13 dollars with a lucky seven dollar tip but you have to have a 13 in your tattoo yeah which is why i don't ever i don't have Friday the 13th tattoos. Yeah, and they charge you more for color. And sometimes they're scary looking. Yeah, sometimes when you do see their little, like, book of tattoos. Because um, they did, a couple of the tattoo places I follow on Instagram did the Black black Work Friday. Where oh, you yeah. could get all black work jobs done. But they had, like, a specific book to pick from. And some of them was cool. And some of them was like, I'm not sure who would get that tattooed on themselves. But we're also talking about people who got Baby Yoda's tattooed on themselves <sighs> yesterday. Holding in a white claw. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. I love looking through tattoo books at tattoo shops, the ones that are drawn up, because I'm Mm -hmm. like, at least one person has this bird who has, like, woman parts tattooed on their body. Like, I just, it's fascinating. And I'm not going to judge. I mean, I have a mom tattoo, so what can I say? But it's funny. Yeah, so that's, we had this conversation yesterday in the car because we were on our way to Scholastic, which we'll talk about a little bit more in a little bit, but that's kind of how that came up. Um, my daughter was born, Catherine was born on Friday the 13th. So anytime it's a Friday the 13th, I'm always like, oh, she's this many more months until she, she her, till her birthday. It always reminds me that she was born on Friday the 13th. Um, that's crazy cool. Uh, does she know that? Cause I would, I mean, I think she knows it. She doesn't really get it. I don't think they really, 10 year olds don't get like the significance of Friday oh, the 13th. So I, I, oh, I wish I was born on Friday Well, cause I was induced. I, um, was, she was due on the 21st and my doctor was going out of town uh, for like four weeks for a sabbatical in Israel. And he's like, hey, you want to have your baby early? And when you ask a nine-month pregnant lady on her first baby that, most of us are going to be like, yes, yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, and she's like, well, I can do it on the 13th. And then we're like, oh, that's a Friday. And everybody's like, are you sure? And I'm like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. We're yeah. good Friday the 13th. Sounds great. So that's how she ended up with a Friday the 13th birthday. So when is her – we need to find out when her next birthday will fall on Friday the 13th. I hope it's when she turns 13 and then she's inducted into some kind of a coven <laughs> and she's a witch. It's Sabrina. She would be into that because this is going to be her 11th birthday coming up. So we're already doing the Harry Potter whole oh, thing yeah. for her 11th birthday. She's been waiting years to do the the Harry Potter thing um, in like a real true kind of way. We did a Harry Potter per- birthday when she turned nine but or eight or something. Um, hold on a second. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so, <laughs> we're back. We had to pause it for a second. We're back though. Our um, work phone was ringing. I are okay. you looking at the I'm, next time yeah, she her birthday's on I'm Friday the thirteenth? If you can hear weird noise in the background, it's our work phone. I changed the ringtone to this like really stupid thing, and now we never realize that our phone is You're ringing. Like, what is that? See, and that's why you shouldn't change your ringtone. So while she looks that up. Um, you know, we normally do an introduction, kind of what's been going on with us. And we had Thanksgiving break, and it was awesome. And so I'd mentioned before that our family went to Universal Studios. So we did a two-day drive to Florida from here, which was not... I mean, I've done a lot of road trips in my life, and it was not the worst road trip by far. But that's a lot of time in the car. Um, fun fact, we learned there's a Bucky's in Alabama. So we actually got to hit two Bucky's. What? In um, somewhere near um, Mobile, there's a... Um, there's a Bucky's in Alabama. So we had two Bucky's on the way there and two Bucky's on the way back. It was very exciting. 
Um, we got to Florida on Friday. Our Friday. We left on Saturday. So, no. We got there on Sunday <laughs> night. And then our actual Universal Studios trip started on Monday. And uh, it was fantastic. I haven't been to Universal Studios since I was, like, in middle school. So, I remembered things. But also, it's changed since then. So, it's been it was nice to see the different stuff. The Harry Potter stuff was amazing. Uh, as somebody who obviously is a huge Harry Potter fan, the idea of getting to see your favorite book being turned into like a place you can walk around in and like interact with is insane. And I don't think that that exists anywhere else because all the other amusement parks and things are all like based on movies or things like that. But to really see like your like a book just be brought to life in that kind of way is crazy. Um, there was a million people there. It was so busy. Like we knew it was going to be busy, but you don't understand that kind of busy until you're physically in it. And you're like, there's just a sea of people. Um, so that part was, I mean, it's never fun to be in a sea of people. Uh, but everybody was pretty nice and, you know, everybody was in their different house stuff. So if you see another Hufflepuff, you're like Hufflepuff forever. And it was really cool, um, to see those people. So, uh, that part was a really good experience. We paid for the express pass. So basically we paid almost double the ticket price so that we could skip the line of any ride we wanted to ride except the Hagrid's ride, which is the new ride, um, which is like a roller coaster where you're in Hagrid's motorbike. And literally from the time the park opens, that ride has a 90 minute wait. Like as the park opens, they open the park 15 minutes early. Is it that cool? Like, is it that good? Of I don't a know. Ride? We didn't ride it. Oh. Um, we, we had great <laughs> no, intentions on, on Thanksgiving morning to like run out there and go do it. But once we saw that that was everybody else's idea, too, and they literally opened the park 15 minutes before official open just so people can get in line and people like haul butt to get in line. And so that's why and you can't do it an express pass on that one. So that's why literally from the moment the park opens, that ride has a 90 minute wait. And then it varies between a 90 minute wait and a four hour wait, depending on what time of day. And none of us were willing to sacrifice that much of our day to ride a ro- roller coaster. To wait in line. To wait I feel in line. like I'm not going to wait four hours in line unless I'm getting money. <laughs> yeah, I like if there's that. money at the end of that line. Okay, I'll wait. So in the end, we didn't end up riding it because like I said, on Thanksgiving and then Thanksgiving morning, it was down. The ride was down. It was like, they're experiencing a temporary delay. So yeah, anyway, I would definitely not want to sacrifice that much of my life for a ride. And the rides we rode were really good. The Hogwarts ride was the one ride um, that I almost threw up when we were done because it was kind of, it's a 4D, 3D, it's, that's what's really big at Universal. It's not just a ride. Like you get in a boat and you drive. It's not like a Disney type ride. It's all like a 3D, 4D kind of experience. And you go from like being in this like mechanical RMC that kind of looks like a roller coaster and you're rolling around and then you like have you go into like an omni screen for a while and then you move and then you're in like more of like a prop base kind of setup and you go back and forth and my head could not handle it i got done with that ride and i was like oh i need to stop i need to like not ride anything for like 30 minutes and the kids were like what are we riding next what are we doing and there's this little roller coaster called flight of the hippogriff which is like meant for kids it's it's a family friendly roller coaster it's just kind of curves and hills and stuff and evan wrote it like four times in a row the first time he wrote it he went down and we finished or like we finished the last hill we stopped and I looked over and I was waiting for like tears or like vomit I didn't know what was going to happen because really that was his first roller coaster and I look over and he's like yes let's do it again and I was like cool and so we did it again Catherine was crying and she was not so much a big fan of it but Evan loved it Evan loved every ride we wrote so Universal on the ride part especially in like the more intense ride they 
better than Disney, other than a few of the Disney has a few kind of more intense rides, but for the most part, it's a little bit more low key. But my sister and I both agree. We've both done Disney multiple times as kids and as adults. And now we've done Universal as kids and adults that Disney has it hands down on customer service, food. I mean, basically Universal is like a fancy Six Flags when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, the fast pass is better at Universal than it is at Disney because at Disney you have to like schedule a time for certain rides and you can only have three fast passes at a time and you have to wait till you use one to get another one. It's a lot more logistical planning that has to happen with a Disney trip that with right. Universal you just get in line and just go through. So other than that though, Disney, I mean, it was, nothing was bad at Universal, like nothing, there was no major issues. It's just that once you've done Disney, especially like stayed on property and done the whole thing you can't help but compare them because it's like they're they're a different experience but we waited in line for food for a long time and the food i mean the food's expensive anywhere but the food plan isn't as good there as it is at disney and so now i kind of want to do disney again to rem- like because it's been a few years since we've done it to kind of recompare them again but oh yeah in the end it was still a really good experience it was a really good on the way back it was good Evan didn't throw up in the van which was fantastic that's always a because it used to be that if he, he was in a car any longer than 12 hours he was gonna puke and so I was like waiting for it and we made both trips and there was no throwing up and everyone, nobody got sick and Catherine had gotten strep right before we left so she was on antibiotics and so everybody was good so for, yeah. a, for a big family vacation with 10 people we had Thanksgiving dinner at the Hard Rock our waiter was really nice it was just a generally like good experience so I'm a little scared for the next family trip because it's kind of like if that one went so well what's gonna go yeah something <laughs> is gonna, gonna happen. happen on the next one um i i was gonna make a joke and say i went to disney for thanksgiving and then be like no i didn't but i made it anyway i guess i've never been to disney or universal or anything and mom if you're listening i know i remind her all the time that one time she took me on vacation to ozona yeah, that's right. You know where that is? No, nobody does. It sucks. She took me there. They had a pool. So I was like, cool, I love it. But now as an adult, I'm like, oh, okay. So my friends were going to Disney. I mean, I'm being a jerk. We went to Hawaii <laughs> when I was like 18 years old. But as a child, what I'm telling you is that I never experienced Disney and I feel like it has a lasting effect on me. Um, So I'm going to make my mom listen to this podcast so she can remember she never took me. She took my niece and nephew. Anyway, I went to Midland, visited my mom for Thanksgiving. <laughs> you had a big family Thanksgiving. I saw the picture. A uh, huge. We'll post the picture. It's a real gem. My face is uh, says it all. We like did this huge family picture, and it was all of my mom's family. My stepbrothers were there, minus two of them. Um, my cousins were there, and my aunt was there, and um, it was wild. There were a lot of us, but it was fun. We had a really good time. My mom, like, bought crafts for us to do, which I love a good craft. And um, then I just, like, laid in the hotel and read a lot. And Katie and I played a lot of video games. Katie is my sister. And um, Katie's boyfriend came with us. And he was ready to leave, like, 10 minutes in when my mom asked him how long he'd been bald. And so it was, I mean, look, any time with my mom is a fun time. She's fun, but also she's funny. Sometimes intentionally, sometimes not. So <laughs> I like being around her. And then, um, so then we came home and then this past weekend was, so I live in this neighborhood called Fairmount 
I'm not going to give you my address because I learned that as a child. You don't do that. But it's digital citizenship. Um, and Fairmont's a pretty big neighborhood. So, yeah, you'll never find me um, until I describe exactly what my house <laughs> looks like right now. Um, and so it's it's a cool neighborhood. It's super weird. Um, lots of weird people. Katie and I fit in really well. We live like two streets down from this artist that we like thought was so cool when we were a kid. Her name is Joe Defoe. And when I moved to Fort Worth, well, she's from Fort Worth. And okay, and I grew up in Midland. We thought she was the bomb. She drew our the picture for our um, elementary school t-shirts like two years in a row. And when I realized she lived in Fort Worth, I was like fangirl central. And everybody was like, oh, she's lived here for a long time. And I was like, okay, well, I just moved here. Anyway, we moved down the street from her. We've driven past her house like 20 times. Where I was like, oh my God, she lives there. And so it's just like a cool, it's like kind of a, I don't know how you describe it, a real artsy Yeah, hipstery, artsy, hipstery. but still has a little bit of its um, old school roots. I mean, the houses are from what, the 19-teens? Yeah, yeah, 1900s. It's just, it's a historic neighborhood. It's really cool. So um, anyway, they do this thing called Festivus, which is not what you would expect. And, and Matt, Katie's boyfriend, who I mentioned earlier, was actually really disappointed because he was like, oh, I thought we were going to like air our grievances <laughs> and like fight each other and stuff. But that's they just call it Festivus. And it's just this it raises a lot of money for one safe place. And um, they have like um, this Santa and they sell cider and they have these light tours. And we got this thing in our or maybe a month ago that was like, hey, you're on the route for the light tour. So please, if you can, make sure you have lights up. Which is basically their way of saying put lights uh-huh. up because you don't want to be that one house that doesn't have the lights yeah. up. And I was like, oh, I will put lights up. So I like went all out and felt really proud of myself. Well, then like my neighbor down the street looked like they had a waterfall coming down from their roof. And then on the other side of the street, they were playing. They had their house was Nutcracker themed and they hired a ballerina to dance to the Nutcracker. And she told me that it was I was like, I'm not surprised because I know enough people from Fairmount and I know enough about Fairmount to know that that's not a shocking thing. But it's still crazy to think that you hire somebody to do that in your yard. Yeah. To like, you know, is there a prize? Is it lights and display contest like kind of deal or is it literally just because it's part of the festival and they just wanted to be extra oh yeah no it's just to be extra they will pick like a best decorated house but that's any house it doesn't have to be on the on the light trail um i don't think katie and i are gonna win because we like and we tried you didn't hire a ballerina yes. come on well and also we bought these really cute lights but we didn't read really well and so they're like the super bright cool lights, so they look a little bit blue um, which Katie hates. She hates blue lights. And so we stepped back and she was like, oh no, what have we done? Um, so our house like looks a little bit mismatched. And um, I'm also like super obsessed with blow mold um, Santas, which are like the ones from the 50s, which fit in yeah. really well in this neighborhood. Um, but they look, a li- I mean, look, our porch is crazy. Like if, if you drove, if you dr- are ever driving through Fairmount and you see a porch, you're like, that is a lot of stuff, like a lot of metal animals and some things that don't match. See, this is her giving away where she lives without giving away with her <laughs> where she where lives. where I live. If it looks like the yard hasn't been raked, it's probably my house. So um, anyway, Festivus was really cool. It was a cool experience. Um, we just moved into the neighborhood, so it's it's kind of neat. Between Halloween and, and Christmas now, you really have a vibe yeah. for what the... Um, neighborhood is like now you truly know i love it and our neighbor invited us to a christmas party and she just lives across the street and i'm super stoked because i'm gonna like meet other neighbors and like we we've met a couple neighbors down the street because i had this skeleton sitting on the porch all through halloween and this dad would bring um 
his kids buying a wagon and every time the kid would be like please bring the skeleton down he like wanted him to come down i i, I don't know i guess he thought he was alive and so we've met a couple neighbors but i'm excited to like go meet the rest that's, of them that's awesome. and i i never feel that way see we're doing it's so funny when you talk about that because our neighborhood is doing a similar thing but it's a very it's very suburban like it's yeah I could, there's definitely a difference between my neighborhood and your neighborhood but they're doing a lights and display contest and um, on Saturday, they're doing where you um, you signed up to be on the holiday walk and you either had to provide like a snack or a drink or a game or something. And they basically are making a map and then people are going to walk around and see all the lights and then they're going to stop at the different houses. And it's like trick or treating, but without trick or treating. Uh, that's cool. So we're doing um, fireball shots for the grownups. Yep. And then cornhole in the front yard because I already have the cornhole and then Capri Suns for the kids because... That's easy because Joe's like, can we, he wanted to do it. And I was like kind of on the fence about it. And I thought we weren't going to be able to because we have a birthday party. But when I looked at the time, I was like, no, I think we can do that. And we were complaining about how we basically have not met any of our neighbors because we're not like super social. Like go like when people talk to us, we'll talk to them. But somebody else has to make that first effort. Uh, And so we hadn't hadn't happened yet. So we figured they'll have to come to us. And I figure with fireball shots that might actually come out. I'm going to drive to your neighborhood. What day is that? (laughs) Saturday from like four, oh. four to six or I can't. no six to ten or not that late six to something um so yeah that's kind of cool but there is prizes so like the best house is like a four hundred dollar gift card because we have an HOA so they're taking money from the HOA or something okay. to provide it I don't know I don't know all the details but there is money but when I drove around the neighborhood I mean we our lights are cool and Joe can like program to go to with music and it's insane but some people are ec- like real extra oh, yeah. and I was like there's no way we're gonna yeah. be able to compete with them even yeah. if we like put music on an FM transmitter and did all kinds of stuff we can't compete Still. with some of those houses you know two of our neighbors really close by have old trucks in their yard with Santa's giant Santa's driving them and I was like okay I guess I have to acquire an old vehicle <laughs> and put a lifelike Santa in it. And there's the benefit of not living in an HOA. <laughs> no, it's true. Everybody got a truck in their yard. Anyway, it's cool. And I like I love this time of year because of that. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And also because we get to do one of our favorite things. The, yes. And that's a good transition. Yeah, um, I know. One of our favorite days of the year is when we go to the Scholastic Warehouse. We're very lucky. And in Arlington, there is a Scholastic Warehouse. And during uh, right before Christmas, they do two weeks where if you are a teacher, you sign up and you can go to the warehouse and go shopping. And different years, they've changed how they do it. The last two years, they've done buy one, get one free. Which really, I think, has been better for us than any other year because before you had to it was like everything was some things were 25 percent off and some things were 50 and so you had to like really track and now it was basically like you buy a book that's 13.99 the other book that's 13.99 is free like yeah it matches matches the price as close as they can um so we went through and honestly we've been doing it every year we've worked together Uh and this was probably the best year when it came to what was available. Mm. The price was good. The fifty yeah, percent. How off, much we got and how much we got. But what we do is we have a um, elementary school library that we love that we've adopted, George C. Clark Elementary, and we go shopping for them because Scholastic is amazing, but their young adult collection isn't as large as their elementary right. collection. And so for us, if we just went shopping for us, we'd get a few things and we'd get some giveaway stuff, but nothing. We wouldn't really be able to make the same impact. Right. So what, like three years ago, we decided to take some money that we made selling coffee and hot chocolate and things like that and go and use that for them. 
And so we get to do that yesterday and it was such a good day. It was so much fun to do that. It is fun. We're like, what about this book? And what about this book? And that's the thing with Scholastic. A lot of the books are paperback. And so we have to find the hardbacks because we want them to go in the library collection, not just as giveaway books. Yeah. And it's it's just fun. It's a fun experience. We have fun looking at the books and we have fun buying kids books because we don't really get to do that Mm -hmm. and so and then there were stuff for our kids that were like oh yeah this would be cool we actually probably found more this year than we found uh Uh, last year i'm glad you said that because i pulled this book i wanted to talk about and then i like literally forgot about it she covered it with her notes so she wouldn't have seen it i put my notes over it and that book which is like i mean a good 400 pages disappeared in my mind okay so we found the coolest book, and I had never heard of I've never heard of that it. book either. Just came across it. Okay, so one, I'll describe the cover to you, and then I'll read a little bit from the inside. I like it. <laughs> and that's <laughs> what I'm going to do. <laughs> so it's super cool. It's tie-dyed, which I'm all about. It's called Anthem. It's by Deborah Wiles, um, and she's a National Book Award finalist. She wrote a book called Revolution. But anyway. Oh, okay. I know that uh-huh. book. I, yeah. So I was drawn to the book because of the um, tie-dye, because I am very much like that person that they put things on the shelf for right by the register (laughs) that are pretty. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I do need that pink lighter. For what? I don't know. And then, like, I just, I I am kind of drawn to stuff like that. So anyway, I opened it up, and I was like, well, this is cool looking, and started reading it, and it says... It's 1969. Molly is a girl who's not sure she can feel anything anymore because life sometimes hurts way too much. Her brother, Barry, ran away after having a fight with their father over the war in Vietnam. Now Barry's been drafted into that war and Molly's mother tells her she has to travel across the country in an old school bus to find Barry and bring him home. I mean, that's just like the first paragraph of the description. Hello. It's so cool. And then... I started flipping through it. One, it's like visually stunning. I oh, know. Yeah. I just opened it. Nicole yeah, I went, hadn't seen oh. it. I saw the cover, but I hadn't actually seen it in the oh, book look, yet. I opened it to a picture of Robert Kennedy. So hot. So yeah, it includes like some actual imagery from the time period. From mixed, the time period. Mixed with the story. It's like a non-traditional type setup. And book. so then every chapter starts with a song. It tells you who wrote it, who performed it, where it was recorded. And so I... I'm going to read it. I haven't read it yet. And as I read it, I'm going to make a playlist. And, uh, Ooh, that's a and great idea. So that I can kind of have like an anthem playlist to listen to later. Um, like in the midnight hour, Mercy, Mercy, Mercy is on there. Like I just, I was like flipping through and looking at the songs and I was like, oh my God, the songs alone are worth reading this book. But I am really, really excited about it. I think it's going to be fantastic. And um, we found it at Scholastic. It's fantastic. And we found it at Scholastic. <laughs> and that's all I have to say about that. Um, but yeah, Anthem by Deborah Wiles. I'm, I mean, I'm like, I'm super, super stoked. And she wrote Countdown and Revolution. Oh, okay. I know that one too. Yeah. It's a trilogy. The 60s trilogy. Oh, see? Things we didn't I know. I mean, what? where have we been? I know. I literally just looked at the back and was like, oh, okay. But people are probably listening to this. They're like, how do they not know this? But we're yeah. learning now and Things we we're know. excited. The more you know. Yeah. So, yeah, we that was like just such a fun experience. And then um, kind of not everybody can do that. They can raise money in their library or they live that close to a Scholastic Warehouse. But another thing that I saw that was really cool on Twitter was that there are librarians who've created these Amazon wish lists, which we've done for yes. the library. And then they're promoting them on their Twitter account saying, hey, these are what my kids would uh, really like to read and things like that. And they don't have a very good budget or whatever. And so what I've done a couple of times is if 
the librarian. There's one, and I'll post the the Twitter thing because I honestly can't remember the name of the school off the top of my head. But she had the most amazingly well built Amazon wish list I've I ever seen in my life. I literally took the list. I bu- <laughs> I bought her a Sarah J. Moss book. She didn't. She hadn't completed the Th- Throne of Glass series. She didn't have books five or six. So I bought her book five, like as just like a librarian gift to another librarian. And um, I went and like I saved the link to her list. And then when I was working on our fallette list, I added stuff from her list. I was like, ooh, I've never heard of that. She had some really cool cookbooks. She had one that was like a hot sauce making cookbook. I was like, that sounds fantastic. I think some of our kids would really be into that. Um, and so it was a really, really well built list. So the bummer is, is that now that people have bought her stuff, that stuff isn't on the list anymore. But I'm sure oh, yeah. I'll post her Twitter handle if, if you want to see it. I'm sure she's got like a hard copy somewhere or something that she can say what was on there. But it was a really well built list. So if you're feeling Christmassy and, and holiday spirit and you want to like don't give books, but you don't necessarily know what to give. Especially if you're a high school librarian and you're not necessarily, it's always, it's fun to give books to everyone, but there is no other joy better than giving book to a little kid who really is excited about a book. Yes. Um, and so if you want to feel that kind of joy, then see if you can find some elementary librarians in your district. You're like, hey, what books are your kids really into? The new Dogman book just came out today. Mm-hmm. My sister just texted me. I ordered it for my nephew for Christmas. And she's like, the book got in. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, which is what made me think of it. But like anything that those kids really be into because I got to work um, for about an hour. I helped Catherine's old librarian from her previous school um, do book fair during my insane week last week. And uh, just to see those kids like they don't want to give you the book because they don't want to let go of the book so that you can scan the book is one. I mean, book fairs are a lot of work and I'm glad I never had to do one. And I feel I'm the school, the librarians who do that and take the time out of their week to do that are amazing because it is a lot of work and you only get 20% of the profits. Right. So it's not a very good business model when it comes to raising money. There are better ways to raise money, but it's not about the money. It's about getting books into kids' hands. Uh, and so it's, you know, fantastic. But to see the literally kids wouldn't let go of the book so that I could scan the book. And you're like, sweet baby, I'll give it right back. I promise. And they're like, OK. And you scan it and you hand it back. And they're so excited. And there's no joy better than that when you like have a kid who's just super excited. Um, and so that's why we are sometime this week. We haven't decided where it's kind of crazy with testing this week. We actually they changed the rules on how we get to put books into the system. So we used to have to like send it to get processed and then it would get delivered later. And there was a lot of kind of anticlimacticness to yeah, doing this. Very much. So. And now you can add books yourself. So we're going to go to the school sometime this week and deliver them ourselves yes. so we can actually like hand them to her and let her look through and see her joy. And I'm sure she'll show the kids who are in the library the books that we got and we get to see their joy and that will make it even better. Yeah. So it'll it was, be really exciting. It was fantastic and it's going to be even better. It's so fun. Um, so if you can do something like that, even if it's one book or a couple books to an elementary library in your system, or if you can put those Amazon wish list out, if your school lets you do that, do it. It's fantastic. People really do. I mean, everybody, people love to give things at Christmas, but books are something that people, once they know they can give them and like a good, easy way to do it. People are very generous. Yeah. I, it's, it's fun. And I'm excited to give the books to the kids. And we've been doing the same thing for our kids with our so 12 days of giveaways, 12 days of holiday giveaways. Sometimes we call it 12 days of library giveaways. We're just, it's it different. Um, but so we started this, man, when did we, the first, first year, first we, year we worked together. Yeah. Um, and basically we take the, we, I think we've talked about it on the yeah. podcast before where we take the 12 days leading up to finals or the break and we go into our check-in system that 
uh, Nicole's darling husband Joe made for us. That's the only way I can think of yeah. him now because that's he changed that in her phone. So anytime she says Joe, it says my darling husband Joe. So every time I see him, I'm like, that's Nicole's darling husband, husband Joe. Joe. Yeah, because I'm just too lazy to delete it <laughs> and I'm too lazy to figure out how to fix it. So if I type Joe, it automatically shoots out my darling husband. Comma. Yeah. So I think about it every time I see him. So anyway, we have the check-in system. And so we just go and do like a random number generator and um, pick a winner by who's checked in. And we just give them little prizes. So like Uno cards and books. And and it changes every year because we really think about what our kids want. So like this year, we've talked about it before. They've been really into chess. So we yes. bought a travel chess set because they've been super into it. We've done, you know, we do movie packs. We've done like popcorn and movie pack. We've done different things. We kind of get an idea of the kids we have and mm-hmm. then kind of choose from there. And again, we're very lucky because Amazon is a vendor. So we can kind of use the money we make from the coffee and stuff to buy those things. Right. But the problem was, so we had everything that we had decided what we wanted to do. We were ready to go. And I had the idea to build a list in Amazon. And then instead of, because normally you have to, for our financial secretary, you have to print off a list and Amazon does not make it printer friendly to like really no. show what you want and how much and how many. So I was like, well, what if I just make a list and I can share a link, right? Super easy. So I did that and I emailed our financial secretary with it. I was like, hey, super sorry. This list is so long. We love you. Uh, we won't order anything else out till after the holidays. Please don't hate us. Uh, and I sent it. Well, she's used to us printing it out, putting it on our desk. And so it'd been about a week, week and a half. And we're like, oh, we hadn't gotten. And it's Amazon. So it usually comes in pretty quick. Uh, and we hadn't gotten anything, hadn't gotten anything. So finally, I, I asked her, I was like, that Amazon stuff we ordered, has that come in? And she's like, what Amazon stuff? I'm like, well, I emailed you that link with the list. And she's like, I don't remember that. And then she looked at her email and she's like, oh, crap. So I was like, it's OK. It's OK. It's Amazon. So I'm like, we'll just we, we'll have winners. We just will deliver stuff all at once kind of instead of day by day. Right. So stuff came in and we kind of organized it. And so today we got to do days one through six. So yeah. we just did six at a time, which was I mean, it's fine. It was cool to see that. And we actually one of the, the boys that won the Connect Four mm-hmm. set came in and to thank us. Like, thank you so much. And we're like, no, thank you. So, yeah, we got to. It, that's a cool experience. We have our student assistants deliver it because um, we don't want to embarrass the kids and like walk in and be like you won a prize and so but I mean most of the time and the kids that won are all kids we know like it's all I was kids so we- excited with all the names that like randomly came up I was like oh yes yes well when Emily won I I actually pulled three more numbers because she signs in every day so mm-hmm. that she has a really high statistical chance of winning more than once yeah uh, which I we hadn't actually talked about whether or not they can win more than once usually it's not an issue no uh, but our kids aren't signing in quite as much this year as they have in the past. So I was I picked an extra one or two in case her name came up again. So that way I'd have a yeah. <laughs> couple numbers <laughs> before we had to had to draw again. Uh, but yeah, no, there's no repeats this first six. Um, and so we gave out what do we have? You know, cards, the chess set, Connect Four, Casey West book set, and then Dumplin mm-hmm. and um. the new Acevedo book. Oh yeah, the with the fire on fire high. On high. And so those are the first six. And we've got, what do we got? We got like a a, dis- or a Christmas movie pack. We've got um, markers and like an adult coloring book. Um, some really cool anime. Um, all the a Black Widow. We're trying to theme things with like things that are out on Netflix and things that right. are coming out over Christmas. So we have like a Black Widow comic. New Jason Reynolds. The new Jason Reynolds. The Let It Snow, which is yeah. a Netflix movie now. So. The kids are, we, we like doing it, kind of deciding. We hope they end up liking what they pick. Sometimes we adjust what they get. So one yeah. of the boys was 
kind of slated to get dumpling, which it doesn't mean he wouldn't like it, but we know him well enough to know that that probably wasn't the best choice. So we just took something we were like, else. Oh, he will want chess. Yeah. So, so we just, chess. yeah. So we just adjusted it and it was fine because, huh. you know, you make your rules, but if you make the rules, you're allowed to bend them uh-huh. when, you need, when you need to. So it's fun. I, I just, I really enjoy it. I love doing it. And, and this year we changed up, you know, we've always kind of put the same little images on, like on the first day of, um, library giveaways you won and so this year we changed it up a little bit and it like kind of has their name displayed really big and at the bottom of our other ones it would say like thank you for being a library patron and so this year it says thank you for being one of our favorite parts of the library which i think see she came up with that i had no idea that's super super sweet (laughs) um because i love telling people sappy things and if i can write them down and give them to them in a note like i did when i was a kid it makes it easier so um I, and I think that's important for us to like when we give the kids that to be like, look, you're not just like a random number that we pulled. We are glad you're here. Yeah. So I try to write that on. I've I've made a point this year to write that on every dry erase board that we have. We're Anytime. It's uh, true, always. We are so glad you're, you're here. here. Like on anything that we're like, hey, sign in. We're glad you're. I mean, it's mm-hmm. true. I didn't really notice that being like a yeah. theme, but it's true. And it, I mean, it is when the ones that come in, especially the ones who like know well enough to sign in and do what they're supposed mm-hmm. to do. But we do love having them here yeah. and we do appreciate them. So yeah. it's nice. And then we're glad that we get to tell them that. Yeah. Um, and so we that's been super exciting to get to do that. I can't wait to pull the next couple. And then mm-hmm. now, from now from the rest of the time, we can pull it at one one a day. So right. now we're caught up. We're good. Um, so and then we're getting ready for finals week, kind of planning for what we're going to do for that. Yeah. And uh, I had seen something on Twitter. Somebody had pulled up like a help help with finals week ideas and so kind of took that and a couple probably before thanksgiving i put out a display like finals week is coming i posted pictures on our our uh, twitter and i asked the kids for suggestions of, right. like what do you do to help study what do you do and i sometimes you get stuff and you're like and sometimes kids completely ignore your display and they never do anything but i actually got some really good ones i got some funny ones that um i can't put out because they weren't super appropriate but they, yeah. i laughed um but i got ones that are like cr- you know study and then take a break every 15 minutes to cry which i included because i thought that was good that's just a life rule <laughs> like take a break, a break cry get over cry. <laughs> get over it move on um so I, we got some really good suggestions and so i took the suggestions and i typed them up and then i put them around where i'd already done the display and i displayed some like books we didn't really have a lot of study skills no. books i noticed when i was like trying to pull stuff that would make sense so pulled some like teenage self-helpy type books and that we have like a guide to anxiety for teens and stuff so you know some little display to go with it and i really liked how it turned out and it and i think that we got some decent um interaction with it so that was cool so we're kind of planning for what we do during finals week because that's next week which is crazy that finals i can't believe it um but we usually we do quiet to the library. I would not consider it a silent space, but it's a quiet space during finals. So yeah. it's not the rowdy kind of thing that we're used to. We definitely keep it a way more chill, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily a silent space. One of the schools I saw on Twitter has like they have like a, an extra study room or like a meeting room. And that's like a silent room. Like you can't have your cell phone. You have to turn your cell phone off at the door and go in there. And it has like low lights and lamps, which I think is fantastic if you have that kind of space. We just don't. No, we don't. Um, and And we don't have like. Uh, nothing is really truly divided no. so we wouldn't be able to do that but we do like kind of section off the back and put up um inspirational quotes and like cute little pictures and we spread mints all over the table and then we put up a sign that's like please shh. yeah back- it doesn't say shh on it by no. the way i can't believe i just did that. but basically the be- like so our library is kind of 
in the, we call it three sections. It's not necessarily purely divided, but the way that the, the poles are kind of give you three sections. You have the front, the middle, and the back. The back is kind of partitioned off, and that's like the quietest of the quiet spaces. Right. So that we have longer tables. The kids can spread out a little bit more. It's definitely the more. it's And you're surrounded by the books. It's kind of where all the fiction is. Um, so that's the really quiet area. The middle area, we usually have some sort of like fireplace going on the um, the Promethean screen. And the kids can do kind of like mumbly, whispery type. Yeah. We, you know, we. Uh, up until this year, we're not doing any anymore. We always had like you can decorate a gingerbread house, but okay, I, gingerbread houses are hard to build, so I would always hot glue them. But then one time we looked over and this boy was taking like a huge bite out of one of them. We were like, uh oh. <laughs> so then we put up signs that were like, please don't eat them. I hot glued them, and then a kid still we tried to like break a piece to off break to a eat piece it. Yeah. Off. So we're not doing those this year. Yeah, we're moving on. Um, but we're still gonna do the mints. The um the inspirational signs um we're going to try to get a hold of some of that kinetic sand because we saw somebody yep. else do like a kinetic sand table where they like put down like a tarp and let the kids and i love i love kinetic sand. i mean we'll sit there all day yeah we'll just play with it um so that we might do if we can get a hold of some i don't really want to do play-doh because it gets in the carpet I, that mom and me I is wish like we I could but i just don't think we could it's about knowing your kids yeah like i know our kids well enough to know that we can't trust them probably with play-doh no They'll either eat it throw it or get it in the carpet but some places and we have carpet if some plate libraries have like tile floors yeah, it wouldn't be such a big, big deal um so we're still kind of coming up with exactly what we're going to do we, right. we want to do the kinetic sand we always do coloring pages um so we're kind of still figuring that out we'll kind of uh iron those plans out this week but i i like finals week in here because we don't have classes it's a little bit more chill the weeks leading up to christmas are so crazy in general that it's nice to have a week where it's just kind of like and it and you get to feel like you really get to help kids because there's kids who are like finishing their projects and they're coming in we've got podcasting projects that are due so i'm sure we're gonna have some like crying children to be like please help me with this so oh, bummer i forgot about that That's yeah true. grubs is like uh can we come in and record uh, can kids come in this week i was like no i'm sorry <laughs> it's too crazy because we, we have displaced classes it's makeup eocs this week so or yeah yeah EOCs. yeah makeup eocs and so we have tons of classes in here and then we're also like the tech people and i mean i don't know if you guys are from texas if you're listening you're from, and you're from texas you know that the day of a testing day every computer is like i have never worked in my life i don't the know what the internet never is. worked so we're, we've been dealing with that and um, and and it's always a new, you know, with that uh, testing app, the online for the online test, there's always a new error every year that I've never seen. It comes up and I'm like, oh, cool. I don't know what that is. I feel like the, this they're testing us. Yeah. Really. And then somebody has to call the state and you have to wait and it's it's never works perfect. It no. never works out real well, the first, especially day one, but typically the whole time. Yeah. So hopefully the second I mean, it, it went a lot smoother this year than it did last year. I heard in one of the offices that they said that the testing itself went way smoother than normal, but it was the humans that were the problem. Like, uh -huh. It was a lot of human issues with staff who were absent and subs and confusion of who right. was supposed to be where and when and all that. So really it was the people who were the problem, mm -hmm. not the system. So. Yeah. so we'll see what tomorrow brings. But um, so we'll be done with that and then finals will come and it'll be, you know, we'll, 
it makes us feel like rock stars sometimes when those kids come in and they need something and it's something we can do really easily and they're really happy and we're feel like we're awesome and that's a great week yeah um i enjoy that so that's coming up and we're excited about that and you know different schools do different stuff during finals but i think that libraries is general in general are always kind of striving to be the place where kids want to be uh-huh. and to be a place where they don't feel stressed because if a student feels stressed walking in the library then there's something wrong like with the library itself exactly if, if, you know it should be a place of like calm but not necessarily quiet obviously but a place where they want to be and they feel relaxed being there um and so different libraries go about it different ways and so um if anybody once we put this out if anybody has what they do during finals week if it's different than what we do we'd love to have suggestions yeah we want to know uh because like i said we haven't figured out 100 percent what we're doing it so any suggestions are always helpful um and then the last thing we'll talk about and we'll out we're a little longer in than we th- i thought we were when i looked over at the thing so i'll mention it briefly and then the next time we'll talk about it some more because i might actually have some more stuff to talk about um but when basically i ran some reports last week and i realized that our circulation was down significantly we kind of knew it but we didn't know how far down our our circulation had gone um and there was some change of staffing of some of the classes that usually are pretty heavy checkout classes and now those teachers aren't teaching it so that the books aren't getting checked out as much and things like that and so and us doing the chromebooks has affected kind of us being able to push back on some of the teachers right. and like, hey what do you want you know a little less of us being able to really motivate the teachers so trying to figure out what we could do something different because we keep doing the same thing and it's not working so obviously let's try something new uh and i had literally i was doing my makeup and i was thinking about the fact that our circulation had gone down 45 percent from last year um and something to try anything that might be new or different and i kind of came up with had come up with an idea of creating a um, we're calling it a literacy initiative pilot program because you have to, it has to sound fancy when you say yeah, it. Yeah, you got to sound professional. But basically, in the end, what it is is that we are finding teachers who are willing to offer extra credit, which they can decide how it's done. They are not told how to do the extra credit, so they have to give it. They are volunteering to do it. They're not being told they have to. Uh, it was given permission by our principal, but it wasn't. He's not necessarily, he doesn't, he doesn't have his hands in it. He's just like, okay, do what you, you know. I, yeah, he's letting us do it, but not like pushing it yeah exactly uh and so basically the idea is that the students it's all about student choice and students get to pick what they read they don't have to pick from a list the only rule is that it cannot be a book that was intentionally that was written for young children that is what we right. wrote in the thing um and so they can't read pigeon even though i love the pigeon they have to read something a little bit more uh challenging than just a, a, a your basic picture book now some picture books depending i mean the nice thing is we're the ones looking at it so we can really decide what we want to like if yeah we can make cap. the decision um but basically they read a book they fill out some basic informations on a google form they write a short review and then we let the teachers know they did it and as long as we feel like it's a acceptable amount of work then cool we t- turn the teacher the teacher gives them extra credit for it we're going to offer some incentives in here we want to see how many kids we actually have do it before we decide what our incentives are so we're being very vague yeah. with what prizes really mean um and nobody's asked so we're not we don't have to be specific yet um and then it's going to run from tomorrow so it goes live tomorrow we're calling it panthers read uh and then it ends this first pilot program ends january uh 11th, 11th which is yeah. that friday we get back from break and so basically that's all they have to do and they can do it up to eight books so they have eight classes so in theory if they had eight teachers who were willing to do it they could get 
extra credit in eight different classes. Um, and then we sent it out to the teachers on Monday and we sent it out, put it out on social media today. And then the form goes live tomorrow. So we've had a good amount of viewing on Facebook, on Twitter, oh, Instagram. Yeah, really good reception on social media. So we're excited about that. And then I sent an email out to the teachers saying, hey, and we made them little signs for their door. Jenny just designed a really cute little sign that says I'm a participant in the Pascal Reads or the Panthers Read program. Uh, and so what we decided to do was we put one in everybody's box and then we emailed because at first we're like, well, if you want to do it, we'll get you a sign. And then we're like, you know what? No, let's peer pressure them a little bit. And so we're like, okay, we put one, you know, we had great response, but we'd really love to have more. If you're willing to do that, we went ahead and put a sign in everyone's box and now everybody has a sign. So literally the only thing they have to do is put it up on their door to show the kids that they're participating. And we're hoping that a few kids go, hey, are you doing this? I heard about this. Uh, and then the kids can peer pressure the teachers a little bit right. more into doing it. So I'm hoping, you know, if I was being really optimistic, I would hope for a 50% participation from our staff. Being realistic, if I can get a 30% participation from our staff, that means that the ki- every kid should have at least one or two teachers that are doing it. That yeah. seems like it has some value uh, there. So we'll see. It could, it could fail epically, and I'm okay with that. I mean, I don't want it to, obviously, but... You know, you try something new and it, if it doesn't work, then you figure it out. That's why we're, it's a pilot program. Yeah, so you go back to the drawing board. It's one it's, month. It's a fantastic idea. And so um, I think if for some reason it doesn't work, then, you know, I go think, back. I think if it doesn't work with our, I think it has more to do with our, the culture of our students and in our, our campus, in our campus, which you can't change culture overnight. And so no. I'm trying not to like get too upset about it if i get a few kids doing it and, and really like enjoying it and we're getting some good product i'll feel pretty good about it Yeah, because i'm interested to see because one of the questions we asked them is where did you get the book from did you get it did you buy it did you get it from the school library yeah. did you get it from polarity because again part of the goal is to get them to get books from us and we have new books coming in from fallette they're somewhere they're in a truck somewhere somewhere in the district they're just we, driving around they're on a little a little vacay they're we're somewhere uh but eventually we'll have our new books in and so we're really gonna especially next week kind of really hit it hard with instagram and stuff like hey these are our new books hey come in and see if we can get some kids to get some books from us versus getting them from amazon yeah i mean we want books in their hands any way we can get them but we'd like it if our circ numbers went up a bit as yeah. well so We'll see, but I'm excited to see how it turns out, and I'm excited to um, kind of see what they write and see what books they've been reading. I think there's a lot of cool data if we can just get a, a nice hand, like a good chunk of kids to yeah. do it. I think there's a lot of useful information yes. that we'll find out. And it's helpful helpful for us if they read books that we've never read before and mm-hmm. kind of write a review on them, and then we're like, okay, we can, one, we could read it ourselves. Yeah. It's something we didn't even know about. But two, we could recommend it to someone else. Because sometimes kids ask us, they're like, oh, is this book good? And I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. It looks cool. But like, or I know kids who have read it and they liked it. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the best you can give if you do happen to know kids who have. Um, yeah, because one of the things they have to put is where they got it. And then they obviously they have to give it a one through five star review and they have to write a review. So we can use that and make displays with it and things like that. So there's a lot of cool stuff we can get out of it. If they do it. Yes. Just need to do so it. just do it. I think we're going to have to take a puff daddy approach. <laughs> like when he said, like told people vote or die. <laughs> and we're just going to have to get real aggressive. And be like, listen, kid, you better read. Which is one of the reasons I wanted to put it out on Facebook. Because that's what the parents see. Because I'm yes. kind of hoping a few parents be like, hey, 
I heard you're not doing great in your calculus class. Maybe you should read a book and then they'll give you some. We're calling them in-class incentives because our principal didn't want us to use extra credit as like a thing. Yeah, apparently that's taboo now. Yeah, so we're calling it in-class incentives so the teachers can decide how they give in-class incentive and then the kids have to ask, hey, are you giving in-class incentives? And then again, peer pressure. So we're hoping it all kind of works out. In-class incentives. That sounds funny. Yeah. I, I mean, that sounds more questionable to me than extra credit, but. That's just me. But again, they, he saying. didn't want to use extra credit. <laughs> so, we, you know, we, we worked around it. So yeah. it's fine. But so that's what's going on with us. Uh, we'll be posting stuff on social media of what we're doing this week and next week. Um, and then hopefully we can get one more episode in before break. I'm sure we can. We can make it work. I mean, I have nothing to do. <laughs> I know your calendar is pretty full, but I am straight chilling. So I'll be here. We can record. All right, so. guys. Thanks. Have a great rest of Night. your day. Bye. Bells jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a horse open sleigh. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way.